Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast, My Hero Academia Edition. Yes, you heard that right. My Hero Academia Edition, the My Hero Academia portion of the podcast is back. I know you have missed this portion. It's been a long time, 10 months to be exact. So we have the My Hero Enthusiast and 2023 number one overall episode, Miss Andrea Alaniz. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm doing good. The first Friday of the year, you know, made it through the first week. So everything else is, you know, downhill or oops. Downhill. (laughs) Smooth smooth sailing from here. Oh, my God. (laughs) Smooth sailing. That's funny. That is funny. If that ain't a real Freudian slip right there. Oh, my God. Anyway, I hope everybody else's first week of the year has been going a little bit smoother than mine, obviously. But um, I'm excited that we're back talking about My Hero. It has been a really, really, really long time. And I feel like for me, other than the end of your pod, uh, podcast, and I mentioned it there, it feels like to me forever since I've done one. So I'm excited to be, you know, back on the horse, back on like a re- regular podcasting schedule, potentially. Um, and also excited to be getting new content soon. Yeah. So to go on one of your previous things, it was forever because the last episode, that came out was March 31st, 2023. Deku vs. Class A, Nabaku Apology, Uraka's Determination. That was talking about episode 21 and 25. So for that coming out on the 31st of March, that means that was recorded way before then, too. So it is 10 months to a year. It has been a very long time in the My Hero thing. And then obviously, like you just said, you did the end of your podcast which that's obviously out and you did really well. I mean, at the end of the year, you had the most listened episode. Uh, You and the ladies group were the most listened YouTube one. Like you were right up there with like most top tens in the year, along with Mitch. And obviously the Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball fandom is a whole different fandom and anime in itself. There's nothing like it nothing's probably going to top it and he knows what he's talking about so he's really good at the stuff but on this podcast outside of the dragon ball fandom you can make a case that the my hero fandom and maybe the wrestling fandom are the second biggest fandom on this pod and you're heading the ship on the my hero one Woo! <laughs> all aboard thank you passengers for riding with us and continuing to listen um, to our thoughts and feelings about the show and characters and or theories love to share love to just talk about it um i know we've mentioned this before and this is going off topic sorry martin but like being able to have these conversations with you um when we started you know becoming friends just having these conversations randomly pop up at the end of the workday. now that i've moved cross country again our full downloads speaking um freely and outside of text, this this is where it happens. So it's it's always exciting to be able to do that for me. And it, it kind of just calls back to like how our friendship just all kind of really started. Likewise, I feel the same. So obviously March 31st, 2023 is a very long time. So just want to recap, if you haven't listened to our pod since then, because you only listen to Andrea. Oh, guys. <laughs> there's a lot that's happened in the My Hero world. Sorry, we didn't cover it but we're just going to give a quick synopsis on some stuff then we'll get into our topic so literally as soon as that pod came out it got announced my hero season seven was already in the works yeah. shared a little teaser trailer brand new visual um with deku on it 
Then, which I actually think this was bigger than the season seven trailer, in my opinion, Hollywood Critics Association revealed the nominations for the 2023 TV Awards. My Hero Academia Season 6 was nominated under the Best Streaming Animated TV Series or TV Movie category. They were competing against stuff like Central Park, Harley Quinn, Star Trek, Attack on Titan Final Season was another anime mm-hmm. um, that got nominated. So just on that one, Andrea, obviously the numbers don't lie. Season 6 was probably their Viewing-wise, was their best season ever. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, podcast-wise, it was your best yeah, season ever. Sure, and sure. now, awards-wise, like getting nominated as a Crunchyroll Japanese anime for the mm-hmm. Hollywood Critics Association, that's a big deal. And I think that, if I checked, the award ceremony is actually this weekend, maybe. I think so. I was wondering. I was like, it should be coming up because it's starting to be the whole... Um... TV, movie, mm-hmm. uh, short film, like, award season. So maybe by Hopefully, February we're talking first... about that they won. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Hopefully. Honestly, it's also, um, I don't know if this is the first time. I, I don't keep up with things like this. But I'm wondering if this is one of the first times that a Japanese anime does break out into the category. Because obviously Attack on Titan is on there. So I'm wondering if the previous season of Attack on Titan might have been the first one through but seeing more of i guess the genre is that the right word um or the style taking up space within um american media and and we've been talking about since i started doing this and y'all probably did before i got here about how anime is becoming so you know it's mainstream it's Mm -hmm. popular it's no longer like oh you watch anime you're weird like Mm -hmm. you still get little hints of that here and there but it's popular. It's most people are not going to look down on you. Maybe they'll look sideways. Like maybe you're too old for that. But again, we don't need your judgment. It's cool. These stories rock. The animation's beautiful or really in, um, draws you into the story. So like, we don't, we don't need to hear it. <laughs> yeah. The reason I was, that I was like really ecstatic about them being nominated for this, obviously because of the things you said, but for the fact too, that, my hero academia is what us older people call a new gen animation new gen anime like 2010 2020s Mm -hmm. um and usually my hero they'll get some flack because you know they have a crybaby main character Uh yada 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 or some of the trolls saying no one's watching my hero my hero's falling off because they haven't watched since because no they said like oh season five it fell off even though that was covid and it was the precursor to season six and yada 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 but then you see the numbers oh this is the highest anime of the year and now this is getting acknowledged by the american hollywood critics association so it's it's like it's not even just the american public you're totally right because it's actually the whole the the hoity-toy if you're familiar with the word but the the upper levels where they're very easy to look down on media that they don't mm-hmm. uh, isn't traditional so it's kind of that extra level of what's the word i'm looking for it's not accreditation it's that extra kind of like validation thank you yes the extra validation of like yeah so even y'all sticklers can really appreciate what anime brings to the table 
yeah. and are willing to reward it. And you're not nominating everyone. I think it's just like it just goes to show how big of a deal like this is because this is mm-hmm. just like for them being nominated for this and how good season six was. You just take it back a couple years ago where I know it was just coming out of COVID, but an anime movie was the highest grossing movie in the world. I right exactly that was Demon Slayer, and that was the Demon first Slayer time Logan Train that was ever done. So then you see that, and like then you see this being nominated for something. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's a really big deal, especially for these new gen animes, because they are mm-hmm. the ones that people are consuming now. Obviously, like the old gen, all that stuff, they're still doing their thing, but they have established fan bases. They're not even fan bases anymore. They're culture. I was like, going to say, yeah, it's, it's you're a Naruto I fan, was actually going to be a little culture. mean and say culty, but I, again, I'm a I mean, fan. I did. I did watch Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z Kai. I have not kept up, so I can't say like I'm a fervent fan. But that's one of the first anime I ever watched. So mm-hmm. like it's one of those things that for us, there's the those have the nostalgia factor. Whereas, you know, for the younger whipper snappers out there, um, this is gonna be those animes for them. So it's really nice to see, you know, that those animes getting those accolades, mm-hmm. whereas the ones that we had were never really recognized to that status. Or when the attempts were made to do that, they were done poorly, aka the Dragon Ball movie. Oh, yeah, evolution. Yeah, the the live action. Yeah, yeah, the live action was bad. But I would say, too, if that one's just always a hard one to do, because I mean, I mean, Goku is the most recognizable anime character. Yes. Like, there's a reason that until this past Thanksgiving, Goku was the only anime character who was on the Thanksgiving Macy Day Parade. Yeah, like well, I know Pikachu was out there. I think at least once. Pikachu, yeah, Pikachu, and like it's kind of crazy. That's a whole different subject for another day. There's a lot of yeah. Americans who don't consider Pokemon anime because they don't oh, want that. They don't want that God. stigma. Oh. But if we're being actually okay. correct, then yes, Pikachu, Goku are mm-hmm. the two most recognizable anime characters in history. And yes. it's, and you can walk down the street and you can show someone. Goku, and you'll more likely than know that's Goku, or like he, they'll have seen it before, they'll, they'll recognize it somehow. Mm-hmm. He's a whole different level of stuff, and he's he, he's pop culture, like the dragon, like they are culture, and that's what we're trying to promote with these new gen animes. We're trying to get mm-hmm. them to that, like, that, that level that type that simplification of, of like once mm-hmm. I don't want to say once your anime is over because it's not true that all of these older gen anime are over. But it's like, I kind of stepped away from the scene, so correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like there was like a lull in like, not Dragon Ball Z's popularity, but in its presence of like new media coming out. Oh, yeah, it stopped. I mean, with GT, it stopped. And then it was because, again, the story was over. Everyone mm-hmm. thought it was over. And mm-hmm. then you have 10 years later, Battle of Gods came out. That mm-hmm. movie did well. And then Resurrection F came out. That movie did well. They're like, all right, we know at the end of Dragon Ball Z, Goku takes ooh, blah, blah. But we have this 10-year gap. Let's make a new story. Put it in there. And, yeah, and, and that's where it's could Because the fan base is so dedicated, that culture is there. I don't necessarily doubt that, you know, if my hero, you know, ends a story and comes up with a sequel or even doing a prequel series, spin-off series of, of what's the other manga that Hirokoshi 
has uh, vigilantes mm-hmm. doing that. Like, I, I don't think necessarily that my hero fans wouldn't come back out of the woodwork if there was oh, yeah. a very long pause. I think we are to that level. I know I am, <laughs> personally. I think every fandom is, because you brought up the word culty, and obviously, I mean, most people say things are cult, but it's like, you look at things, the most popular things in the world have cult fan bases. Mm-hmm. We can talk about, and she's talked about it last year, shout out to Chelsea Hepper. I mean, Taylor Swift's fandom, the Swifties are a cult. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way, like, some of these things We are. just don't have the juice. We don't have the wine and the hazing part, necessarily. Yeah. So you gotta deal like, with a little bit of trolling here and there, but that's as much as you, it, that depends uh, on how that's, you go in. <laughs> that's anime fans. That's a whole other thing for another day. That's fans picking fights with people on social media, knowing you're going to lose, but saying, <laughs> but saying it to get the juice. Like, mm-hmm. stuff like, again, it's easy to attack the top. Where you're like, oh, something I don't want to pick on my hair. No fans done this, but just since we're talking my hair, oh, um, Detroit Smash is a more iconic anime move than the Kamehameha wave. You know Ooh, you're wrong. Yeah, like that. Yeah, you would just you. But you, you get the. Cl- but that's the, the thing, reaction, right? You you go for the reaction. There's a whole bunch of times where that stuff pops up, and you're just like, okay. But but shout out to my hero getting nominated for that. It's a big deal and. So then, mm-hmm. also what happened, December, a couple of weeks ago, the official My Hero Academia Season 7 trailer came out. It actually leaked a day or so early, then it got right. taken down, then back. First trailer didn't even waste any time. The first season, Season 7 starts May 4th, mm-hmm. so literally four months from now. Um, Taking over the, the um, Star Wars holiday, actually. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But then My Hero is going to have the four bonus episodes, if you're interested in that. Just recaps, they've done it before, airing starting April 6th. Uh, these episodes will serve as a recap to events leading to Season 7. You mm-hmm. can watch those, or, spoiler alert, you can listen to the April podcast that we're going to do, because that one is going to be full preview of Season 7, our thoughts, things of that, yep. all of that. So be on the lookout for April. And then, also, the My Hero Academia movie, their fourth one, fourth title... Movie. Date still be determined to be determined. It's a rumor that um it's gonna be sometime between like the times of season six. Uh it's yeah, supposed to come out this summer. So that's, that's the part that throws me off that I'm like, really this summer? Like, damn, damn, all right, all right. So I don't know how good it will be, but I mean their movies are a bit good, which I also want to think for like the new gen anime animes out there. My Hero is really about to be on its seventh season mm-hmm. and fourth movie. movie. That is crazy. Yeah, it is. And I'm also just like super excited because the way when season six was amping up, in mm-hmm. my personal opinion, I thought we were going to get more. I didn't think it was going to be essentially a one day battle. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a long drawn out. There were going to be multiple battles, whatever. So season mm-hmm. seven, in my mind, since I, I don't read the manga, I really thought potentially season season seven was it but with the way the trailer you know gave its little teasers plus if this was the last season i do believe the marketing would have been done a little differently so i'm excited that it seems like season seven is not actually the end and i really really thought it was going to be after season five finished that's another thing with this new generation of anime they're they're ending a lot shorter than yes like this is near the end 
um the demon slayer manga has already been over the over. anime is close to the end like yep. all of this all these different there's a jujitsu guys in the mangas near the end like all all these new gen mangas they're like sure it's to the point <laughs> but they may have learned from like the older like the kishimoto's mm-hmm. the toriyamas and all stuff that maybe it is good to end it short because you know these companies are just going to come back to you in a couple of years saying hey we, we want more money mm-hmm. let's make a sequel you don't want to burn your burn yourself out true it's hard to say no to all these millions of dollars and all the licensing that you're going to get yep. from all the stuff so it is crazy but so today's thing like andrea said at the beginning first week of the new year we're recording this <laughs> so obviously people have new year's resolutions yep so what we're going to do we're going to go through a couple of people a couple of groups and within the story, so I want to really emphasize that. Obviously, it's not like us saying blah, 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 the, re- the resolution of this. But, like, if we're in that world, what's happening right now, end of mm-hmm. season six, season seven, yep. and it just became New Year after everything they've been through, right. what should that character or group's New Year's resolution be within the story context? Just for the disclaimer out there for people to listen mm-hmm. to know what we're talking about. So. Yeah. Let's start off with the Apology Tour press conference trio. Um, the number one, two, and three hero, Endeavor, Hawks, Blue, Geni- uh, Blue Genus. Obviously, you saw them become a trio. They were doing all the mm-hmm. stuff they were doing. Yep. What should that group's resolution be going into season seven? Um, To me, I really think their resolution as a group, I know you kind of called it like the Apology Tour, the, what is that called? The penitents, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, their main thing, and I mean, NG has already, or uh, Endeavor has already said it multiple times, is to atone. But I think as a group, because truly, I don't think there's very much that Blue Genus needs to apologize for. Um, but as a group, as the top three heroes, as those remaining kind of punctured <laughs> um, columns of peace, um, I think they really need to reinforce the foundation and the structures of the future generations to and re- help to restore that belief in heroes if they choose to truly keep like a fully hero system, um, which is, I think, something I'll touch on a little bit later with a different group. Um, but really laying the foundation of like NG really sticking to like, you know, leading them through this war, helping them get through that, and then he's done. Hawks, I would like to still see him be a hero after all this is said and over. And I know this is getting a little past like a year's resolution. Um, But I really think as a group, their resolution is to get through, see the light at the end of the tunnel and help to build the new heroes, the the fledgling heroes or justice seekers. I'm not sure what, what they would be called if things are going, how much things would change after the revelations that have come out, but um, just really, yeah, help set a solid foundation going forward instead of, you know, putting everything back exactly how it was before, because then that just sets up, you know, set it back up just to fall back down. So I'm going to take all the things you said and agree with Mm -hmm. them and put it in 10 words or less. Got it. the three of them need the three of them need to be the pillars. Mm-hmm. Just that 
they got to be the pillars. All the stuff you said, lifting it up, all that rebuilding, all that they need to be, they need to be the pillars. Mm-hmm. I know you said with the stuff with Endeavor, but after this being done, you said Hawks, you want them to continue being here. I honestly think it's going to be harder for Hawks than Endeavor because Hawks got shown killing a villain who was crying for mercy on live TV. That isn't, that ain't gonna, that's not sitting well. Like, that's bad. He was crying. He was not fighting back. He was crying. He, sur- only in that video, though. But that, that's all you yeah, need. That's, that's all that's the problem. All you you're need. right. You're right. It's, it's just, mm. like, that's it's tough. One those, it's one of those things that for person. me, I, I would hope. And maybe it's naive, but for me, I would hope after the press conference, he does explain that he had to eliminate him because of the threat that the key posed. Like, you know, he's he's sorry that, you know, of the methods that were used or that, you know. But it's also one of those things where I feel like Hawks has enough star power and charisma that a lot of people would be willing to overlook it. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, per se. But I feel like his his epiphany about like how, you know, he just kind of left his mom behind that it was, you know, his fault that, you know, his identity was discovered and all that other good stuff because he essentially abandoned somebody that he should have protect. So he wants to become like, you know, like a true hero, an honest hero, like, and I think he... I think he should be allowed to at least attempt if, you know, the, the, what's it called? Public ain't feeling it. I don't think he would fight against it per se. I think he would probably lend support in some sort of like kind of street level gauging how things are going, how people are feeling just to be involved. Cause I don't, I don't think he would purposely take a back seat and just let everything unfold. I think he would still want to help people. To an extent, although his ultimate goal, so probably his ultimate resolution still is to create a world where heroes have too much time on their hands because there's not crime, villainous activities, all of these things going on. So that's a very lofty goal. (laughs) Yeah, the thing was just him killing that person, like them seeing that clip and obviously society, once you see that sort of stuff. But I would also say he's fighting against all of them are fighting against going back to November 2021, the L7C podcast, because you're going to have millions of people saying All Might wouldn't have killed him. And then going back to, was All Might being the symbol piece actually bad for the My Hero Academia world? <laughs> Case study by Andrew oh, Alanis back in yes. February 2021. So that's One what people are going to say. Golden nuggets. I do love the fact that I did that episode because I had no idea. I had no idea. I just like. That was 2021. Now that's it almost. Was. That is three, it's about to be three years ago. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) just saying, that's what they're going to have to face. Like, and then number two, the My Hero Academia Japan government. So for me, I think Mm -hmm. that they they got to, they got to uproot that whole, and I mean the whole executive, legislative, judicial, the police, everything. They gotta mm-hmm. reevaluate. They gotta rescreen, kick people out, bring people in. Right. And the reason I bring that up is because, man, I don't remember the exact percentage of little snakes that were in the entire government and the police force right. and all that. Mm-hmm. I just remember that army having a hundred thousand people, yep. and us seeing that episode where that clown hero was on his little 
scooter thing helping the people but then he was a freaking libertarian army person over there yeah. liberation army so yeah. they they gotta uproot the bad man because i don't think that's all of them are there's still probably some secret sleeper agents in there and they gotta right they gotta change right and and that's i agree like i i actually hadn't thought to the extreme of like ousting everybody and just starting from scratch but part of starting from scratch is starting with new attitudes. And that's something that's extremely hard mm -hmm. to weed out. Like you can do all the legislation you want. You can do all of the like the talking, the motions. But if people are really dead set on feeling a certain type of way about certain types of things. And the thing that comes to my mind is uh, we don't see it too much, actually, like blatantly mm -hmm. in my hero. But from what I understand, it's more touched on in uh, vigilantes is the prejudice around uh, heteromorphs beyond the whole like, oh, you look scary. But like when that really tall, like bunny girl, I oh, mean, yeah. the comment about like, well, she should have known better looking like that coming out at night. Like, mm -hmm. um, how do you expect us to react when you look like that? And, mm -hmm. and that insinuation of like, because you don't look fully human, quote unquote, because of your quirk, therefore you are a villain. Mm -hmm. um which is the extension of like okay stereotyping quirks like shinsho having a quote-unquote villainous type quirk and he's flipping that as like no i'm gonna be a hero i'm gonna be a hero with this quirk but if you were to perceive him on the street you wouldn't have that initial reaction until you knew his quirk whereas she just walks down the street and people would be afraid potentially or just because they're hyper aware. I mean, this was all a very stressful situation. But like all of that stuff that under those underpinnings of feelings and biases and, you know, innate fear around certain individuals based on things that they can't control needs to stop. <laughs> yeah, no, 100% agree. They basically, I mean, it's basically they had Hydra in their stuff in everything, in mm -hmm. everything. Like, it's just utterly ridiculous that it was able to get to that point and no one really noticed until Hawks went undercover X amount mm -hmm. of years later and it came out to a war and and it's right. still going. So, like, it needs to change. Like, the people who are in power, if you weren't able to see this, you got to go. Like, yep. we need new, they need new leadership and mm -hmm. top to bottom because whatever you had in place. To again go back to your February of 2021 episode, they're like, ah, who gives a shit? All Might's here. He'll take care of it. Right. But when All Might left and retired, I don't feel like the government changed. Like they didn't. Nope. Nope. They were. It, it was kind of that false, again, false sense of security of like, All Might's always going to be around. Like what, mm -hmm. what, what humanness, what human, mm -hmm. you know, fallibility did he ever show anybody? He never seemed to take a break. Yeah, sure, he would get, you know, cuts, bruises, bleed a little bit. But nobody, nobody ever saw the extent of his his injuries after that, you know, debilitating. 99% of the population didn't even know his full his real name. Right. So, and, and that's one of the few, like, honestly, going back to your whole point about, like, why do we know these people's names? Mm -hmm. Because, again, Endeavor had, had a villain roll up on his house. Oh. Yellow pages. He was obsessed with him <laughs> and called him by his name. Mm -hmm. It's like, what happened to the whole 
are we supposed to do secret identities here or are we not? Because then what's the point of a hero name if you don't have a secret identity mm-hmm. other than just to identify or like, you know, have a cute name for the public to remember? Or like what your quirk is, how you help people, whatever. I don't dislike hero names. That's not my point. It's just, if to me, hero names were always kind of as a way to protect your civilian identity. And I guess maybe that's also part of why people didn't see All Might as, you know, ever a civilian is because he was, nobody ever interacted with him as such. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's funny too, like if you can just go to someone's house, I understand why the League of Villains just don't go blowing up people's houses. Right. Like there's some extremes that Hirokoshi just for the story just completely is like, yeah, no, that would be a little, (laughs) that's a little too much stacked on their side. But truly like, Overall, could have just all the top heroes' houses mm-hmm. destabilize them just randomly, you know. Shigaraki go blow up Midoriya's house right now. Well, yeah. The, honestly, I don't know how well he's still recovering and, you know, not at max percentage, but technically speaking, as soon as he knew it was Midoriya, technically speaking, instead of going to the mall and being like, if I put all my fingers down, you're dead, you could have just like, a, you could have done it, regardless of, you know, your conversation with him, because, like, that's what most bad guys do. <laughs> Stereotypically, is like, oh, I got the information. I, I'm not letting you go, LOL, JK. Or could have just, like, sniped him in his house, been like, all right, night, night. Yeah, I mean, that's the point of secret identities. I mean, that's the whole superhero trope premise from 1939 with Superman. The right. reason is to separate you from the other stuff so you protect the people you care about, because once people know who you are... They're going to go just, after him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can just go after him. And then that gives you another weakness that you don't want. So that's So, yeah, the government, their government needs to uproot. Now, the other one, the World Hero Association, they, uh, out of respect, are terrible. Yeah. I like them. I like that. I really like the role in the third movie. I guess they only show up when there's nuclear weapons in hand. Right. I think that's the only reason they show up. Maybe, but. Right. When it's, I just, world, when it's world level threats, it seems like, or like terroristic threats that that could be impacting the world versus just one or two countries, because then it seems like they might be like collaborating off outside of the main council, I guess. Because to me, I don't know if it is actually a reference to Nick Fury and is it the council? Like, yeah, the council. Yeah, that council. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when when he calls on them and then they're doing their whole bureaucratic spiels and he's like. You know what what's that line it's um uh he's reached a decision they've reached a decision but since it's a stupid ass decision, decision i'm gonna ignore uh, it yep <laughs> uh, i it, it's just wild because and that's okay the reason i bring that up is that's how i felt right before um the u.s's representative said that uh is it stars and stripes yes that stars and stripes had already took off with the fucking fleet without permission it's like, thank you. Well, you I have a Nick Fury. <laughs> I the problem I have with that, which I was, yeah, the problem I have with that is she pulled off because, in her quote, my master is the one who requests this. I can't let him down. Right. All might. Right. All might shouldn't be the one having to call people when the world's a fucking crisis. Right. Like that. Why? Why, why is All Might the man with the world on his shoulders? Like. And my thing the is. World. Here's Atlas. the thing, too. That's, who, that's that name, Atlas. Yeah. So, if All Might died, 
before this season mm-hmm. would Stars and Stripes show up? Because she only said because All Might called. That's the problem. I that's, see. That's, that's a good go, point. That's going a back very, to the very, all, very, very good point. Ooh, going back ooh, to the ooh. All Might thing, like if he, because she, that's her quote, word for yep. word. Yep. My master is calling, and we talked about it a little bit. But for people who don't know, in the My Hero, the first movie where you see Young All Might mm-hmm. save the girl and her sister in the car. Yep. That girl grows up to be Stars and Stripes. So, yep. which is great how they connected the first movie to this this, and all that but that's my problem like if he was dead there would have been no one of respect to call um stars and stripes and have that pull not unless you know And she's not the only one coming i already i already know that from a technological standpoint there i i love the girl in um class in the class 1c pink hair she's very Oh, uh, Hatsume. Hatsume. I love her. She's great. But All Might called America, which means Melissa's coming to help, too. Yeah. So that's my problem. If he's dead, there's no one. There's no one calling. Yeah, no one's calling. And they're not coming because it's not All Might. She she didn't say the world's in danger like any superhero. Like, I need to go do my duty. All Might called. Mm -hmm. I'm pulling up. Yep. That's it's simple. that serious, so I'm showing up. So, like, it, it would have been most likely, you're totally right. She probably would have waited for the bure- the bureaucratic tape to be cleared, which is part of what the whole meeting was about, was like, oh, we can't process the, the paperwork fast enough to send all our heroes. And I don't remember which hero it was that they show on screen. They show two of them, actually, mm-hmm. that are upset that their government won't let them go. And then, so then they turn to America and they're like, oh, well, huh. She 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 already took off like or we we couldn't stop her. But the whole thing is like, okay, you're right. I hadn't really put that together until this moment. She yeah, she she wouldn't have jumped, you know, because All Might wasn't there to say jump. And so then where would these reinforcements be coming from? How long would it take for anyone to agree to that help? Or they and, don't um, or they don't agree. Or they do real life thing and they let Japan have a couple fall. of them nah, just sit back and be like, nah, fuck it's that. not my country. Like when it gets to my country, I'll deal with it when it comes to the States. I'll deal with it when it goes to Egypt. But mm-hmm. that's Japan. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Like that's what I feel like most of these places were like. I was like, oh, that's yeah. awful. Until he crosses that ocean, nothing to until do with Until he me. says, it, until he makes it a worldwide threat, mm-hmm. we're not stepping in. And it's like, oh, but if, okay, because some people would say like, Is Japan asking for help? Yes, clearly Japan has already asked for help because some, you know, some people would say like you you don't get to insert yourself into another country's issues because you want things to play out the way that benefits you. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, fair point. But in this situation, yes, Japan is requesting that help. They've already contacted y'all saying we need help. He is a massive threat to society, meaning just like as a whole. But since Shigaraki has not specifically stated once he conquers Japan, he's going for everything, mm-hmm. at least publicly, because we have heard him say that. Or is it All for One said that? All for One wants to take over the world. That's right. Yeah, That's right. He's the one that said it. So are they aware that he's out? Like, they do. They know that, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So then I don't know why, because essentially during that meeting, they even bring up that all for one has sympathizers and connections in all of these different countries. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
are you waiting for him to just like, you know, give his villainous monologue to the world that he's coming after everybody? Here's what I think was all for one. Because he is he's a smart, he's smart. I mean, he's always been doing this for a billion years. Here's yep. his, my thoughts with the sleepers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, his main thing, take over the world, yada, yada, yada. To take over the world, he's got to kill the one-for-all users. Yep. He's killed all of them until All Might. All Might's the only one who's ever beaten him twice. And then it got passed down to Midoriya. Obviously, all for one. Did a shit with Shigaraki. So his thing is like, if I'm him, once the all for one user is dead, mm-hmm. there is no one on the planet who can stop oh. us. And nope. I could activate my sleeper agents across the world. We take over. And then they're just like, Damn. Oh, well, like what, like what threat is that? Like Madara pulling up, like these are the Kage, bitch. <laughs> like nothing, everything went to shit when he, when All Might retired. It, yeah. It's just. It, it, it did. Honestly, you kind of setting that up of like, you know, once Japan's conquered, then we'll like worry about it. The uh, one for all users dead, like then mm-hmm. we'll step in. And it didn't get Not passed up. And it didn't get passed away too. Right. That's the other thing too. He keeps killing these people and they keep passing it on. He's gotta right. he's gonna make sure when Midoriya is dead, it didn't get passed on to anybody. Right, that it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, or he takes it for himself, which is yeah. I mean, which is mm-hmm. but that whole scenario kind of I just had a mental flashback to it's not exactly the same situation, but York New City mm-hmm. when the country's unleashed, what is it like the twelve uh the twelve letter beasts or something like that? I don't oh, remember what they the were word. terrible. Yes, thank you. That they were like the 12 most powerful hunters in the world and they can, you know, level any threat like mm-hmm. by themselves. And then what's I'm really bad with names right now. The Phantom um, Drop killed them all. It was just one dude. Yeah. It was just one dude from the Phantom Troop. Not all of them. Not a couple of them. One. The one guy and then Kurapachi killed him. And then Kur- <laughs> Kurapachi walked up like bitch, try me. I brought yeah. my own shovel. Like, and fuck killed. you. And so, killed him. And that and that's the whole thing where I'm just like these governments seem to always be written and set up, but honestly, in the potential real world applications, they overestimate the power that their players bring to a situation without fully recognizing the power that the problem actually has. I mean, there's gonna be I think it's funny because you brought up that, but there's gonna be another anime that they don't have a if they had a real, if we saw their governing body, mm-hmm. they would have a same, which I think is actually a real topic that's going to be discussed in the coming seasons. Um, Demon Slayer. Like, if the mm-hmm. government knew everything about demons. Right. All that stuff. Knew moves and stuff. Knew that. Knew he was looking for the blue flower, whatever the hell it is. And mm-hmm. knew that once he gets in some, if he gets something, he can survive in sunlight, it's game over. If the government knew. That Nezuko Kamado, mm-hmm. at the end of spoilers, at the end of season three, survived that sunlight and Muzin knows. And now the rest of the Demon Slayer manga world is Nezuko cannot get to Muzin or the show is over or everyone dies. Mm-hmm. If the government knew that, they would be sitting here having a conversation. Do we imprison Nezuko under our protection? Right. Or do we kill her? Ain't and that's that, primary and, and question that's be a from like episode one, two, and three of Jujutsu oh. Kaisen. So yeah, well, you. I mean, 
I mean, that's the same thing too. Like, I'm pretty sure the Hashira, I'm pretty sure in the first couple of episodes, that is going to be the Hashira meeting. Mm-hmm. If they all find out that Nezuko can survive, they know Muzin's coming. What do you do? And it, it, it is like from a real life perspective, it's a really hard philosophical it is thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's like the same with them. But yeah, the the World Hero Associates, I think they're terrible. It's just like I just don't understand where they're at in this stuff. Like all for one basically made a mini clone, nine, who was mm-hmm. actually really strong. Right. Um, what if he just what if those are all of his sleeper agents in different countries? What if they're a whole bunch of nines? Like <laughs> Like, you see Shigaraki doing all this stuff. You see all this. And you know there were plenty of tests. Nine set the precedent that there were test subjects to basically build Shigaraki. So how many test subjects were there? Is it that he's nine because he had nine quirks and then all the previous iteration had had less? Or did they keep continuing and have, you know, 10, 11, 12, whatever? I also want to know, who was the number one hero in the world? When Endeavor became number one, out of the picture, I do want to know that as well because I think Endeavor is the number one hero in Japan. That's what they deemed him as. Stars and Stripes the number one hero in America. America. When All Might was number one, they never said he was the number one hero in Japan. They said he was the number one hero in the The world, world. and he's been that since he was active. So I'm wondering who who is the number one hero in the world right now. And where the hell if it's Endeavor, okay, we know if it's Stars of Stripes because they emphasize it's, okay, her at the here, end. Here's here's my thing though. I'm really sorry. And this isn't to be like, oh, go Merca or whatever. But like, I really hope it is Stars and Stripes or somebody from the outside. Cause Endeavor's close, but like we we need more people out there that come packing a little bit more punch than Endeavor. Cause I and again, I have a limited imagination per se. <laughs> when it comes to figuring out future scenarios and how things play out and people getting power boosts and whatever. But Endeavor does not do well against Shigaraki at the level that he was at. He doesn't, he hadn't really done well with Dobby because of the whole emotional aspect of, of it. Um, he didn't do well one-on-one with the high-end Nomus almost dying oh, the like, season four prominence burn like we need somebody else to be the number one hero in the world because we need somebody else with that level that additional level of power over over endeavor i'm sorry so the sugar rocky thing the only thing i would push back on i i would have to really re trace the scenes in my head if he was just normal Shigaraki and did not get all those modifications, he would have been dead. Oh, true. true. No, that, no, 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 that's no, the no. thing. Normal, like, normal Shigaraki is not a problem. It's yeah, this amped new... up, you know, all for one vessel, having all these multiple quirks and a body that's basically as strong as All Might because he had to survive yeah. running from Gigantomachia for days on end with no sleep. Yeah, like, so there he has all those modifications, which is the problem, which obviously once I still don't understand how all these quirks in one for all are going to beat him, but whatever. That's how the story's going to end some way or another. But mm-hmm. my thing, it's just, I wonder who the number one in the world is. I, I just feel like it's Endeavor Stripes. I only feel like it's Endeavor because the show takes place in there. So. Right. But right. Stars and Stripes, America, they're not going to make the American number one hero week. But my thing, it goes back to the quote that, and it was, I remember the episode title, Unrivaled. Mm-hmm. where Shoto 
is next to a racer and he hasn't gotten his license yet and he sees Lamillion beat the dog shit out of class 1A without trying mm-hmm. and this is this is a racer this is the Kakashi the Gojo the whoever the any sensei he's that person of this series mm-hmm. and his exact quote was to Lamillion is the closest to being the new number one. Yep. That was his quote. And right. this is, and he's seen Endeavor. Shit, he saw the vigilantes in the past. Like, he's seen yep. all these heroes. And yep. he said that about, uh, he's the strongest kid in their school. But, like, he said he. To make, to make that comparison to being, like, if, if he, you know, became a pro hero right now, mm-hmm. he would be the number, like, he would. Which is be wild. Right. Right. And so, I don't doubt I don't doubt it's due to strength. I will just say also that technically speaking, the Japanese rankings are also based on popularity. Yeah. That, and that I do factor. think Mirio's personality would put him on top alone, honestly, because who doesn't like a goofy, like simple, yeah. just comical guy. Someone who's Omega strong, who doesn't take themselves serious. Yes. That's yeah, a good comedy. It's just when I watch that and listen to him say that, and he knows everyone like he does that's telling to me that's weird so next and now one. that we know and spoiler alert if you're listening to this before finishing season six which i don't recommend doing obviously but <laughs> he's back his quirk yeah. is back so like you're totally right i kind of forgot about lamillion somehow even though he's right on your shirt <laughs> shout out to your um, christmas present <laughs> yeah it's a freaking badass design but anyway um I kind of I kind of forgot about that. But yeah, truly, because potentially he would be the strongest soldier on on the field. Um, maybe even more so than Stars and Stripes or any other international hero. But yeah, because I mean he came on the scene and he completely flipped the tide of the battle 100 percent Oh yeah, you were talking about the Nomus. He literally showed up and punched three of them across the plane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. And multiple heroes. Pro heroes were fighting each individual Nomu. And I mean, when he finally, when we finally see him come through, I mean, it looked like Burnin was, you know, if not a full goner, just like seriously injured and mm-hmm. out of the fight. So, you know, he's, he's huge. And actually, I would take that back that if it's not Endeavor, I think you're right. It would be Lamillion. Problem is, all for one, he's so smart. He knows how the quirk works. Yeah, and he knows if worse comes to worse, he'll just shoot him with the bullet. I mean, overhaul already had that, but then that goes into another thing where I still think. How many bullets are left? Actually, now that now that we're talking about that, are there two bullets left? Because remember, to our knowledge, to our knowledge, we don't know as of right now because uh, they were making more, Mm -hmm. and then there were more made, but then when the laboratory was destroyed, some of the capsules were broken. So I think there are only three, and then um, Shigaraki shot Eraserhead with one of them. Yeah, we you so never you, there's only two. You never know with all for one in the back. You saw the prison breakout. You've seen you only have X amount of days before you get to 100. percent They can't beat them. But True. next one is the group. Um, okay. I called them the Class One A Castaways <laughs> um, because it's <laughs> everyone in Class One A besides Midoriya Bakugo. Um, Shoto, Uraraka, and Froppy, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure those five, uh, the big three, the seniors, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about them heavily in April of 
what they those people are probably going to be the keys. But mm-hmm. so I took them off on purpose. But this is the group because <laughs> this whole group had one shot, take out Maki, yep. mm-hmm. and they failed. Um, it's the real first time this group in a long time have really saw that this is not a game. Yeah, this isn't kids play. Midnight died. They like they one of my they favorite walked up on her body. They yeah. did. One of my favorite manga panels that I've seen and from the show is Momo in the front with all of them, like that look of despair, like, oh my God. Oh my like God. people are like really dying. Like this isn't class. And that whole group gotta get better, man. They they gotta do something like because Midori and them aren't gonna be able to fight all these people by themselves. I don't know how many other heroes are coming with Stars Stripes, but you're the main group. You know what's going on now. You're part of Class 1A versus Midoriya. You all talked about your feelings. You want to bring Midoriya back. I don't know if you know that truth. Like, are you guys going to be, when the League of Villas are face-to-face, are you going to be ready to take them out? Right. And there's a, there's individuals in here, obviously, like Mina, Momo, yeah. like all of them. Ida, like all oh, I'm but, still, I'm still so disappointed in Mina because that she was bad. That was great. That fumble that opportunity, and I mean, obviously, the story wasn't written this way, but technically speaking, if she would have gotten hers off, and Kirishima still held on to his, they could have double dosed him, so maybe mm-hmm. he would have been down faster. Yeah. So like, and also to me, with the whole possibility of like him going down faster if he had gotten more doses, my thing is like. Momo, why didn't you make a poison that was, you know, concentrated enough in one dose to put him down quickly? Because, and I don't know the technical time span between when that happened and when he made it through places. Because, I mean, he was there. They had him, his ETA in like 10 minutes. So it's not even like it was slow acting. It's just such a short amount. So much damage was done in such a short amount of time. So it's just like, fuck. Yeah, they basically, they all had the... No, I'll find I have it saved because that picture is just really good. They basically had the uh Star Lord did we lose face from Infinity right. War because it was just right. like millions of people thousands of people just died because we couldn't stop this thing. Our teacher is dead. And like we and really we, could, we couldn't do anything. Like we were it's, we were powerless. It's the, right. It's the we we are coming face to face with our own mortality, our mm-hmm. own um I don't want to say insufficiencies, um own Realization uh, of where you're at on the pecking, yeah, are, where you're at on are, the pecking right. order. That too. Um, how you know, and how quickly things can change. Mm-hmm. So, because to them, you know, they got that poison in. Yeah, he was still on the move, but to them, potentially, they were still on. They were still in a like generally winning mindset, mm-hmm. even though they knew that front force had been broken through. We got the poison, you know or the anesthetic or whatever it was into Gigantomachia. It was a struggle, but we were able to pull it off. Now let's go regroup. And mm-hmm. your regroup is dead. And that yeah. actually, in my saying that makes me think about one of my favorite Disney movies, Mulan. When Shang rolls up, mm-hmm. expecting to meet his father's army because he's expecting them to have won and still exist. They get there and they don't yeah like and that heavy feeling that emotional 
weight. Yeah, it, it's really beautifully well done um, and shown in the manga panel, as well as the anime. I do prefer the manga panel. Yeah. It's just more stark. Yeah. They got to do something, man. They And they're not the only ones. Your whole country, this goes to the next group, mm-hmm. uh, Cammy's High School. Right, um, where was Shuketsu? Yeah, Shuketsu. Their, their resolution is, when your country's being destroyed, please help. Right. <laughs> like, like, please help. Hey, by the way. <laughs> yeah. BT Dubs, hero, future heroes, uh, how we need you. So, and again, is it like we're keeping them safe because we think what we have now is sufficient? And again, that goes back to my point earlier of like underestimating the power and the threat. Mm-hmm. Like, is, is it beneficial thinking to, you know, keep certain players off, off the board? you know, in case push comes to shove, but it's not necessarily the thinking that Shiketsu high school students or more of class 1B are the aces in the hole. So it's it's more so just, I'm pretty sure just a storytelling, you know, choice to limit the scope. But, and also just kind of have more of an Avengers, you know, assemble moment later on when everybody <laughs> shows up. Well, everyone should have showed up as soon as they said that that army had a hundred thousand people. Uh, yes, agreed. once I heard 150%, that number, one hundred and fifty percent. Yep. Yeah. They also, honestly, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, I think they should have suspended the need for a hero's license to use quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a medicinal quirk, because that's another point that, again, if you don't have a hero's license. You cannot legally use your quirk. So yeah. say, um, what's that little kid's name with the cell regeneration from the third? Oh, is it Kodo? No, it's not Kodo. What the hell? Is it Kodo? I thought it started with a K. Uh, I'll look it up, but continue your... It, it's it's something like that, but mm-hmm. um, that he, he, like somebody with a quirk like him, I'm not necessarily saying children, but adults that have like healing abilities, healing quirks would have been allowed to voluntarily not forcefully but voluntarily come to the forefront or even medical professionals that might have you know gone into medicine because they have a medicinal quirk even though they can't use it if they're not a hero be allowed to use those things to help heal and help the heroes potentially bounce back faster because normal medicine is slow which is why the story the story has recovery girl it's katsuma katsuma that's right thank you yep his ability cell activation allows him to heal a person's wounds as well as improve their physical performance in an alarmingly quick rate drains his stamina becomes very exhausted um shown to work on people of type o a and b blood unlike his father's version of the quirk katsuma cell activation isn't limited to one specific blood type so he has more advantages than his father right and so his father no longer has a quirk but his father would be an example of like okay maybe he can only do it for you know heroes that have type b blood but b is not necessarily a rare blood type so then people could have put out that call like do you have a quirk that can help heal people um if you do and you're willing please come and help yeah yeah i mean i agree i just don't understand why they weren't there i i I still to this day your whole country is getting ragdolled. Your country's no man's land. There's no laws. The villains just ran amok. Dobby mm-hmm. exposed the whole system on right. national TV. Yep. So it's like, why aren't you out there helping? 
Why aren't you out there fighting Mr. Winboy, who had an issue with the Endeavor family? You should right. have been out there fighting. And that right. goes with Class B, Shinsho, all of the we're the still to this really? day. It's Shinsho been, and Monoma. Like, ten months. Ten months. Rock? Ten months still wondering where they were at in the fight. So and then the last one who may be the most intriguing, mm-hmm. Stain. What yes. is his resolution? Yeah. His resolution is to shut down. Um I mean, he's not necessarily in a villain, like we we saw him not be on the villain side per mm-hmm. se he wants pure heroism he wants pure justice no, no money making no tvs no advertisement no right. commercials no exactly he wants everyone to be an all might he wants everyone to go into it for completely pure reasons um have no sorts of biases or impulsive uh or I'm sorry, not impulsive, but like selfish desires in why they do hero work or acting on their, you know, selfish impulses. Um, Because we know Ida didn't join, didn't want to become a hero for a selfish reason, Mm -hmm. but his brother gets hurt. So here he is, you know, angry and vengeful and acting on that in his capacity as a hero going after Stain. So that type of stuff. So for him, he's going to be honestly taking out most of i think he's we won't see him in the coordinated effort but we might see him cutting out some strays probably gonna be the biggest wild card yes he's gonna be the big wild card the what's he gonna do well he is he always is he was at you know in season six because we're like oh i mean I was never afraid, but I'm sure some people saw that scene of like, oh shit, he's actually going to kill All Might right now. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. But ultimately, to me, the most consistent thing about him and the resolution I know he will have till the day he dies is that All Might is the one to kill him. Yeah. yeah. He's, we'll he said it. He's, he's, he is worthy. He is, All Might's going to be the one to kill him. I and just he told, all, all he told All Might so like come find me and end me like it's just wild because All for One plans for every like he is just a chess piece that I just don't think All for One's just gonna let run willy nilly no no but I also feel like All for One isn't willing to sacrifice big pieces to put him down mm-hmm. yeah because like I don't know why I'm such on such a Disney kick today but I'm thinking of now Hercules. Mm-hmm. He's throwing out his entire like uprising army at Hercules just because Hercules is the wild card of like he's gonna be my downfall. So he throws all his you know allies and big guns, other than the Titans, of course, at Hercules ahead of time, and Her- Hercules lays them all out. So he doesn't really have much of a supporting army anymore. All for yeah. one is not that dumb, so he might try to get rid of him, but he's not gonna th- be throwing like. Dobby out there or uh Mr. Compress or like he's not gonna try to move his key players and generals. He might throw villains that we're not aware of at him. Well, if you're gonna continue the Hercules thing, and it and all it takes is one meg and then Hercules was done. So that's I mean sure. That's true. so if all for one gets uh, the stain of Meg for stain <laughs> and then he Wheels are in, then takes them. I mean, that's all it but, takes. But that's the that. thing. Who's the Meg for Stain? It's 
it's all might. That's it. <laughs> like he's so one track minded. It is. He is actually technically he, is. he also has a soft spot for Midoriya because Midoriya is also worthy. Yeah. So it, it's one of those two. Honestly, now that we set that up, if Midoriya is in trouble and Stain's around, Stain might be the one to come and save him in the end. I wonder if it'll be set up where All Might tries to do it but fails, and then in the last split second that it's Stain. Oh, my God. That'd be crazy. That would be we'll nuts. Well, that was actually the last person for people with the resolution. Andrew, anything else you wanted to talk about? not necessarily i just think the more we talked about you know their resolutions and how it would play within their world it it gets you know my thoughts going about season seven and just makes me that much more excited that it's around the corner like oh my goodness i'm i'm so happy i'm excited um i'm excited to have kind of a weekly serialized show to a watch with my dad um again Catch him, well, catch him back up and then watch that as it comes out. Oh my goodness. I'm just so excited for more of my hero content. I mean, the, um, are they called OSTs? Oh, yeah. The OST, like the baseball game. And what was the other one? Uh, they did the card battle one. Right. That's right. It just came right. out. Yep. Yeah. So the card, like those are cute. Like those are kind of like, you know, little hors d'oeuvres to hold me over for new mm -hmm. content. It, but I'm ready for I'm ready for the main course. I'm ready for the new season. Like, <laughs> thank you for not having longer than a year break. <laughs> but like, uh, if it could come out faster, I would like it too. <laughs> oh, I I understand. Like it's, but it's still just crazy how they're on seven. Like mm -hmm. that still just blows my mind that they're on season seven it just me too and when again i don't recall what happens in each season very well honestly like off the top of my head i have to think about it for a little bit but thinking back to myself okay what happens in every season so much has happened that it feels like there could have been more than just seven like if they really had wanted to like push in a couple more filler episodes or really drag out a couple events they really could have had more seasons. I'm glad that they didn't because I personally am kind of tired <laughs> of filler episodes. I kind of like that these new gen animes kind of really stick to the story mm -hmm. and don't um, put around the, the plot and kind of really get to it. They'll have a couple like, you know, lighthearted, silly episodes, but not anything no. arc wise like we were traumatized with uh naruto and our naruto shippuden with so love the show i i don't know how many more rewatches all the way through i have for for that show for those two two shows technically well i mean now with just on naruto thing obviously they're in the boruto thing and now they've time skipped so things have gotten more interesting a lot more interesting is just the fact that the Boruto stuff to get there, and they were just like, all right, F this, it's time to just go the time skip. I did find the manga panel, because I do want to go back to this and, like, mm -hmm. really harp on this. The Stars and Stripes, cape in the air, yep. on the fighter jet, hands Super on her hips. Yep. yep. Did not say the country or the world is in trouble. My master's in a pickle. Why would I think twice? 
That's it. <laughs> yeah. Master was dead. She wouldn't be there. Yeah. I just, I don't know. To me, that kind of reminds me of flippant is not the right word, but kind of like a, like a joking attitude, like a, a carefree attitude. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if part of the reason for that attitude is just kind of like, you know, of course I would be there for him, but also in a way, such a way that it's like, of course I would be there for him, but of course I would be there for, you know, the world, or at least I, I would hope so. I would hope so. But technically speaking, you're right. That's she, that was a perfect opportunity to say, you know, the world's in trouble. Why wouldn't I show up? Yep. And even different translations from my master's in a pickle or my master's in trouble. Mm-hmm. We can't waste a moment's time. Like it's all to. to all directed to all might. Right. So we'll see. Um, So we're back on the track. Um, We're getting to that. April. We already know the April episode is going to be the big season seven preview, but we got some other months. We got February and March. So Andrew, are there anything that's popping in your head that you want to talk about in February? So I kind of had a brief idea of doing it would require on my part more research into like the vigilante series talking more about because February in the United States is uh, Black History Month. Mm -hmm. So um, and a lot of black history, unfortunately, is, you know, tied to prejudice, bias, um, Mm -hmm. systematic oppression. So I wondered if we kind of wanted to do an episode diving into like more deeply, I guess. I mean, we did touch on it this episode and I brought it up before. Um, and I mean, my hero had their version of the KKK show up for a brief second, Mm -hmm. um, in the, in the series and in the third movie. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we want to do something like that. Cause my only other thought for February is always Valentine's and we, we already been there, done that. And I really haven't updated my ships so far. (laughs) So, um, that's all I had. Um, I hadn't really thought about March because when I think March, I think spring break. I think, well, would you want to do like a My Hero bracket? March Madness? Bring other people on and do like a four week My Hero. I think the problem with that is that to make it really like interesting, you'd have to take a lot of people out. That's true. That is it is. Like, if we did, just for example, if we just mm-hmm. did, because we did do those mixed match tag teams back yeah, in the day. Yeah, those are fun. But if we did, like, Class 1A, you'd have to take out those five. Yeah. And then even if you take out those five, you're like, all right, then it's probably um, Dark Shadow, who yep. probably, or Kirishima. Like, mm-hmm. if you keep the five in, the final round is going to be Midoriya versus Bakugo. Right. Like, it's just like, I think that's the problem with that type of stuff, because, like, and if we knew more about the other school, that would be really cool to put in. We just don't know enough about all of nope. them. And we already did, and we saw the damn, in season five, those team-ups. like they, yep. they were just beating the hell out of teams, and we did the mixed match and stuff. So it's something we'll think about. It's just hard now, because now it's past season six, and the power gap between the strongest right. of Class 1A and everyone else is just so oh, large now. Right. And we have no idea what the other seniors are like. We only know the top, the big three. We only know three of the seniors. Obviously, there's more than three freaking seniors yeah, right. And then what about the second years? There's mm-hmm. it, it doesn't go. You're it's a, weird. That is weird. To, to the big three, like that's not how that works. 
So like, where, where are those students at? Are we going to get introduced to them? Or are they just going to kind of be like thrown back there in the background? Like, yeah, class 2A is here. Yeah, class 2B is here. But they're all just like, you know, generically thrown in the background superheroes. <laughs> like, No, that's, that's actually a really good point. How we know class 1A. Yep. We know three seniors who just happen to be the three strongest people in the school. Right. We know no second years. None. Nope. And we know no other seniors. You can't tell me those other seniors are that weak. Right. Right. You can't. Because, again, even with your comment of taking the top five out, you still have the ability to talk about Kirishima, Fumikage, right? Dark Shadow. Mm-hmm. And Denki. And Momo. Denki was Momo. pulled to the front because mm-hmm. his quirk was super fucking useful. Yeah. Like, he, if he was off the board, if he really said no, if he really couldn't do it, that whole front line was down he had his like, that was his best moment like he really and who gave him that pe- see man I, I was right about one i knew one of those teachers were dying and once they kept like midnight gave him that pep talk i was like ah, oh, yeah this is she's really about to die yep <laughs> like, yep they were really showing her like maternal side her her mentorship and it was like damn shoulder in the front and center of the end credits yep like it was tough that might as well have been a tombstone right there pretty much Shit, I mean, <laughs> Racer had so many close calls. And it was fucking ridiculous. I know. I'm but, just, I'm just, I'm just glad he survived. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they need just, him. They, they need they him need bad. Him. Also, my other thing is again, putting it out there, top heroes, blah blah blah. So Racerhead is like, you know, powerful. Mm-hmm. But he was never a top hero. So like, are we also going to call the other countries about heroes that can erase quirks? Is he the only? Is he the that only would be one. very, very fucking helpful. I also think with the top hero thing, I don't think you get ranked if you go straight to teacher work. See, but there's still that database of of their quirks. Like, oh yeah, there is. There is. Are. So, like, hey, <laughs> yo, Who you knows? up to that? <laughs> yeah, that's. We'll see. But with that being said, we'll figure something out. We'll definitely get that. In the coming weeks but thank you everyone for coming back to the minor academia podcast first one in months it was a blast can't wait to have these back on a more consistent basis on the pod and we'll be back in february we're we're trekking we're getting eight when we get to april it's full steam preview who needs this who needs that but with that being said l7c podcast signing out Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.